everyone. It's time for the Glean Podcast, and we'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining in with us as we discuss different topics of the Word of God, how to apply them to your life, and what they mean to us, and the blessings that you can find when you study out the Word of God that He intended to have for me and you. If you uh, are on Facebook, do us a favor again, hit the share button, hit the like button, comment, let us know where you're from, and uh, you can interact with us as you're watching. Uh, you can throw an amen on there, a hallelujah, or a slap your neighbor high five, anything, you just throw it on there. Let us know you're communicating, interacting with us there or on YouTube also. And also we're on all the podcast major platforms. You can find us there. And uh, any of the topics we're going through, uh, if you know someone that needs to hear it, then that's where you need to share it or send them a text with a link and say, hey, check this out. I believe it'll help you because we may not be able to reach them, but if you know what they're going through and you can share this podcast with them, it could help change someone's life. And that's our desire here at the church and with this podcast is to see people's lives changed by the power of God. So again, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we got the general back with us tonight, <laughs> so uh, we, we're glad he's back with us. But uh, last week we were we talked we kind of jumped around on different topics uh, as far as concerning the end times uh, because I wanted to provoke thought. Uh, sometimes I think when when we get ready to go into end times, people get a little narrow minded about it, uh, you know. And you've got people that believe that. Uh, because rapture is not in the Bible, which we'll discuss here shortly, uh, that that rapture is not is going to happen, and there's people that believe that it is, but we'll go out. Some believe before the tribulation, some mid tribulation, some post tribulation, but we're going to break these things down over the next few weeks and show you exactly what the scripture says. And then you can determine by those scriptures, and you also study in the word. Uh, what you believe based on what we're discussing and you come up with, with what you believe. And I believe the Holy spirit will lead and guide you into what is right. Um, but last week we talked a lot about, uh, what's going on in the world and the scriptures talk about, you know, in the last days, there'll be wars, rumors of wars, pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Uh, but he goes on and he talks about, you know, that, that this is the beginning of the end. And then there's other scriptures where he talks about when you see these things, you know, uh, mother or fathers against sons, things like that, that we need to let our light shine. And uh, I don't think anybody with one eye and half sense uh, can't look at what's going on in the world today. Uh, I believe, and I think me and you even talked about this, but even sinners that don't believe God, they they know something is going to happen. They know that we can't keep going into this trajectory that we're in now without something. Something's got to let go. Something's going to turn loose. And, uh, you know, I, I do feel sorry for people that have no hope. You know, wh what what is after this? And they have no hope. But thank God we do. Yeah. You know, this life is, you know, I was talking to a guy today and I said, you know, even for the average person, you know, you look in a lifespan of maybe on a healthy person, 90 years. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's a long time here, but there's an eternity. So that 90 years is just, it's just a, a, a vapor. It's just a, a glimpse and it's over. And then we get to spend, if we if you make your choices right, we spend our eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ where there's no pain, there's no sickness, no disease, no hurting, no more tears, no more sorrow, and we rejoice and bask in his presence from there on into eternity. Uh, I'm excited because I know it's soon. Amen. But, um, so too. But what I think we'll, I wanted to focus on tonight is, you know, Satan, when Adam sinned, Satan became the God of the world. And when you look at uh, the 
the LGBT push that we have, homosexual push, uh, the media pushes racism. They're pushing all these things, but a lot of people don't realize there's an agenda behind it, and it is an anti-Christ agenda. Now, people say, well, you mean the Antichrist is here? Well, he may be here, but he's not active as a person, but the Antichrist spirit, which has always been here, is working harder than ever because he knows that his time is short, and he's got to cause as much turmoil and division as he can now because he knows his time is fixing to be up and there'll be no more. But there's hope for the church, and that's what I wanted to talk about tonight because— a lot of churches, uh, I don't, you know, are preaching, and I'm not, I'm not here to condemn churches, but there's a lot of churches that preach what I call this greasy, grimy grace. Mm. Once saved, always saved. Uh, more or less that you can, you can live any way you want, long as Jesus is in your heart and you've accepted Him as Savior. You're still going to be in heaven. But the Bible talks about that your name can be blotted out mm. of the book of life. You know, so, and my, always, my question is, well, if Jesus really is in your heart and you, you've got a relationship with him, why would you want to not live for him? I mean, why would I not want to live for the man who died on the cross for my sins that took my sickness, my disease, my sin? He said, while he, we were yet sinners, he died for me. Even though he knew what I was going to do, he said, I'll go on the cross. Why would I not want to live for him? You know, and there's churches that preach that, well, we just we just got to get by. Just just get by the best you can and hope and trust the Lord. But I don't find that in the scripture. And then, you know, when they talk about the things that are going on now, they talk about, well, we, we just have to endure. We, it's going to get worse and worse. But at some point, according to the scriptures, when that flame, that, that pressure gets turned up, God is going to look at his son, Jesus, and say, now, go get my children. Mm-hmm. Who is his children? Well, that's the church. And that's what I wanted to get into tonight with you uh, is let's talk about what is the rapture and who is it for and how do I know that I can make it or be, let's say, rapture ready. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's uh, an exciting uh, you know, subject to study. Uh, I know when I first started in the ministry years, nearly, well, nearly 50 years ago, uh, and first started pastoring the church, you know, people would come to me and ask me about these things. And I would have to tell them, I don't know because I've, I've not studied that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, after that happened, you know, five or six times, I thought I better get busy (laughs) and find out what God's Word has to say about these things, or they going to think I'm the dumbest preacher that's ever been. You know? Right. And so I really uh, prayed and I set my heart to seek God, to understand, to know uh, God's purpose for the church and what he, uh, you know, had in store for us. When is Jesus coming back? And we'll show that from the Scripture. This is not just something we made up. It's, right. it's in God's Word. And, uh, you know, we have to understand, uh, uh, you know, that there are two different comings of Christ. Right. And I think uh, that's what confuses a lot of people. But in the 24th chapter of Matthew, you know, uh, it, the disciples asked Jesus what would be the sign of his coming mm-hmm. and of the end of the age. Well, they were asking from a Jewish standpoint. Right. They believed that when the Messiah come, that he would take away their sin and he would break the back of the Roman rule and would set up his kingdom here on, and he will eventually. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, he wasn't talking about the rapture of the church right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, also in uh, Luke 21, it talks about uh, that same thing. And uh, But uh, you, if you study the scripture that we find, I know people say, yeah, but the word rapture is not in the Bible. Right. I understand that. First Thessalonians chapter 4, 
is. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just uh, turn over there to that for a moment. And the Apostle Paul said, beginning verse 13, he said, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. In other words, those who have already died and mm-hmm. gone on before it. And he said, That you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. And I've heard some say that, you know, when a, a loved one dies, we're not supposed to grieve over them or anything. But he didn't say that we were not to grieve or right. have sorrow. He said, just don't sorrow or grieve like them that have no hope. Mm-hmm. But through what the Word of God teaches, we if they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and they'd accepted him as their Savior, they're with him. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter uh, 10 and uh, uh, verse 8 said that uh, the Apostle Paul said, I'm willing rather to be absent from this body and to be present with the Lord. And uh, also uh, in John's gospel, chapter 14, he said, uh, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I will go and prepare a place for you. And if I go away, and he did, Mm -hmm. he said, I will. Mm -hmm. Now, you need to get that. I will come again. To do what? To receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you shall be also. And he, uh, you know, said, and whether I go, you know, in the way, you know. Well, Thomas, you know, doubting Thomas, mm-hmm. he said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And in the sixth verse, he said, uh, I am mm-hmm. the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father but by me. Right. And so in that portion of Scripture in John chapter 14, he tells us he's coming mm-hmm. to receive his own. Yeah. The receive the church, the blood bought, blood washed church, mm-hmm. and he said that I will come and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. But he does not come to the earth. Right. He just appears into the heaven, in the sky, and you know the church is called up to be with him. First Thessalonians uh, chapter four, uh, he said. You know, I read the first uh, verse there about that we're to sorrow not like those who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus, that's talking about those who've already died, he said, uh, will God bring with him? Mm -hmm. Well, what's he bringing with him? You know, uh, their soul and their spirit. He brings them well, they must be with him in order yeah. for him to bring them with him. <laughs> right. And then he said, uh, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. See, it not, wasn't just their idea. said, this is the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or hinder them that are asleep. Now, he said here in the uh, 16th verse, For the Lord himself, praise God, shall descend from heaven. I, you know, some some people believe that God, according to Revelation 19, verses 11 through 16, that uh, the armies of heaven that come with Jesus is the angels. But that's not true, and we'll, we'll show you in just a moment. He said, and I believe this job is so important. Jesus said, no, that's my job. I'm, mm-hmm. I paid the price for them. I shed my blood for them. I purchased them. Mm-hmm. I redeemed them by my own blood. I'm going to get right. them and bring them with to me. And uh, he said, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. You know, I believe Jesus gets excited, excited about right. it. And he said, <laughs> with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. What's he talking about? That body. Mm-hmm. You see, the spirit and soul, according to the Bible, mm-hmm. immediately goes to be with Jesus. Right. At, you know, but at, at death. 
but the body is planted in the grave. Mm -hmm. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it explains it, how that the body is sown in weakness, Mm -hmm. but it's raised in strength, uh, you know, and sown incorruptible, but in corruption, but raised incorruptible. And so, so this physical body that we live in while we're here on earth, it will die. And if, if the Lord tarries his coming, this physical body will die and it'll turn back to the dust from which it came. Mm-hmm. But when God brings, comes to receive us again, those who have believed in him, their spirit and their soul will come back with God. And that body that was sown in weakness will be raised in power. It'll be a, a glorified body, according to the scripture, mm-hmm. uh, like his Jesus, just like glorified Jesus. body. Right. We'll receive a resurrected, glorified body, and our spirit and our soul will be reunited with that resurrection mm-hmm. body. And uh, you notice he said, Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in there, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, they say the word rapture is not in the Bible. I know mm-hmm. that because I've read it. <laughs> yeah. But the phrase caught up is. Uh-huh. And if you look that up in, in the concordance, mm-hmm. uh, it is the Greek word rapizo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that exactly right or not. But that's where we get our English right. word rapture from. Mm-hmm. And so it is a catching away. Mm-hmm. That that caught up in the Greek, rapizo, means to snatch away by force. Mm-hmm. In other words, we're going to be raised up. The dead will be raised first. And if we happen to be alive, mm-hmm. when Jesus comes for the church, he said, but said, uh, we will not hinder or go before them. They will rise up, and mm-hmm. then we'll be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And in uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51, uh, the apostle Paul said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Mm -hmm. In other words, all of us are not. There's going to be somebody alive when Jesus comes. And he said, but we shall all be changed Mm -hmm. in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. Mm -hmm. That's fast. That's real fast. Faster than you can blink your eye, we will be changed Mm -hmm. and receive a glorified body like unto Christ's glorious body. And uh, so when you uh, compare these scriptures, uh, you know, to Revelation 19, uh, Jude verse 14, Mm -hmm. and Zechariah chapter 14 verse 5, uh, it talks about him coming to the earth, Mm -hmm. you know, and he will defeat the Antichrist and his armies. Mm Mm-hmm. He will defeat them totally, and uh, they will be cast into the lake of fire that burns with brimstone and uh, forever and ever. And uh, then that is uh, the first resurrection. But you'll also, in studying 1 Corinthians 15, you'll find out that the resurrection, first resurrection, and we call it the rapture, the catching away of the church, is in order. There's an order to right. it. Right. Uh, <laughs> I heard somebody today say that, uh, you know, that uh, some others would be first in, in the resurrection. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible teaches, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, they were people raised from the dead. Right. And even in uh, Jesus' day, mm-hmm. they were raised from the dead. And... Uh, you know, uh, the apostles, they raised people from the dead, but they died again. Mm-hmm. So we we find that uh, when Jesus was crucified, 1 Corinthians 15 talks about that, and it talks about the Sadducees, you know, they didn't believe in a right. resurrection. <laughs> and uh, it they said they were baptized for the dead. Mm-hmm. Well, if they didn't believe the, that they'd be resurrected, what was the purpose of being baptized right. for them yeah. if there's no resurrection. Some I've heard some people say that they were called Sadducees 
And because they didn't believe in a resurrection, that's why they were so sad, you see. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, if you just die like a dog or whatever and, and, and uh, you know, that's it. Yeah. Uh, how, I mean, the Bible said plainly, if we have hope in Christ in this life only, we're of all men most miserable. Right. But see, we not only have hope in Christ in this life, but we have hope in Christ of the life yet to come. Right. And uh, so uh, we see that there is a catching away of the church. And uh, Hey, Pastor Steve. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I just want to say this, that if, that not only is that called up, called, rephrased in 1 Thessalonians there, but it's also in that same catching up as whenever Paul um Paul is called up into the third heaven yeah. in Second Corinthians twelve mm-hmm. two through four. Yeah, that's the same scripture yeah. is the same relevance that it makes in both contradictions there are not contradictions yeah. in reference to the Bible. There's it's pretty neat to understand that it's in both. Yeah. It's in more than and not only there, but it's also in Acts eight thirty nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know we uh, talking about uh, the rapture of the church and w- then we'll talk about uh, Jesus coming when he comes mm-hmm. to establish his kingdom and to destroy the Antichrist and his armies. That's in Revelations 19, right. verses 11 through 16. And uh, also, as we said in Jude, verse 14, Four, yeah. said, Behold, he cometh with tens of thousands of his saints. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 5 it talks about his feet will touch the Mount of Olives. Right. The mountains and the valleys will separate and so on. And then verse 5 says, and his saints with him. Mm-hmm. Well, in order for us to come back with him, we've had to have been called up to be with him mm-hmm. so we can come back with him. Right. You see. and uh, But a lot of people try to just dump all those scriptures about the end time together. Right. You know, and I think that's where they get confused about it. But, uh, you know, the scriptures make it plain that he will come for his church. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, to catch away the church right. or the rapture of the church, when will that ha- happen? Right. Will it be before the tribulation, middle of the tribulation, right. or end of the tribulation? But I believe that the Bible also makes that clear. Here in uh, verse uh, uh, chapter Four verse or no, chapter five, uh, began at verse one. The apostle Paul, you see, this is what we just read is talking about the rapture. It's mm-hmm. not talking about Jesus coming to set up a kingdom here on earth. And he said, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now, we you need to get this because, you know, we've heard it preached all of our life that when Jesus comes, he's coming like a thief. Mm-hmm. But he it will be for those who don't know him. Right. Because And, of course, nobody knows the day or the hour of his coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he said here, he said, uh, you know, that you know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For Now notice this in verse 3. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, mm-hmm. the but you, brethren, is not the same people as Right. They, they, yeah. When they shall say, mm-hmm. he's talking about when they shall say. In other words, when the world is saying, "Oh, it's peace. We got peace now, and we're safe." Uh, he said, "Sudden destruction comes upon them." But he said, "But you, brethren," he's mm-hmm. talking about the child of mm-hmm. God. He said, uh, <laughs> "You're not in darkness. Thank God." Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us in in Colossians. Uh, Chapter 1, uh, verses 12 and 13 there, he said, we've been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Mm-hmm. One translation says we're trans- 
translated into the kingdom of the son of his light. Mm-hmm. So you see, uh, the world is in darkness, but we're not in the dark. Right. We know Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. I believe that we are living in the season right. of the coming of the Lord for the blood-bought church. Right. You see. And, uh, you know, some people will argue, well, I, and I had a fellow year, way years ago ask me, he said, well, what makes you think you're better to escape the tribulation than them that have to go through it? I said, I'm not better than them. But I take Jesus at his, at word. his word. In Luke chapter 21, verse 26, or 36, he said, watch. Mm-hmm. All right. And my question is, are you watching? Right. Are you looking for his appearing? Yeah. Do you love his appearing? You so think? so with that statement, if you're saved, if you're a Christian, it doesn't mean that the rapture is automatic. No. You got to be watching. You got to be looking. You got right. to, you got to be expecting him to come. And he said, "But you brethren are not in darkness. Mm-hmm. That that day, mm-hmm. what day? The coming of the Lord to yeah. receive the church mm-hmm. should take you, overtake you as a thief." Right. You see, we we should never, as a child of God, we shouldn't be caught off guard. Right. We we can look at what Matthew chapter twenty four talks about. You mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, that there would be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places and uh, wars and rumors of mm-hmm. wars. And we're seeing that. Mm-hmm. That's signs of his return to establish his kingdom right. here on the earth. That's not signs for the rapture. Mm-hmm. And Luke 21 basically says the same thing. And he said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your head for your redemption right. draweth nigh. Yeah. And so he goes on to say, you're children of the light and the children of the day. We're not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us, what? Watch and be sober. Mm-hmm. That means to be sober-minded, to be alert mm-hmm. to what's going on, you see. Also, 2 Timothy chapter 3, you can uh, read that. It said the first verse, in, in this know also, in the last days perilous time shall come. Mm-hmm. And verse 2 through 13 describes the heart attitude of society as yeah. a whole mm-hmm. in the last days. Proud, boasters, blasphemers, mm-hmm. disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, yeah. incontinent, fierce, and so on. But in verse 14, he said, but you, mm-hmm. you see, he's, he's talking about two different groups yeah, of people here, right. the unbeliever and the believer. And he says to the believer in verse 14, but you continue mm-hmm. in the things which you have learned and have proved. Right. In other words, what you have proved in out of God's word that works in your life mm-hmm. Then he said, you continue doing that. Right. You continue believing that. Yeah. You see. And uh, so uh, he goes on here to say, he said, but for they shall sleep, they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Now, verse 9 says, For God has not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain Mm -hmm. salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, Who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify, not tear down, Mm -hmm. but edify one another, even as also you do. So we, we see that uh, there's, there's uh, really the signs that we're seeing take place today uh, are not the signs of the catching away of the right. church, but it's the signs of his coming to destroy the works of the Antichrist mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, to establish his kingdom here on earth. Uh, Jesus also speaks of two resurrections, some to everlasting life, mm-hmm. and some to damnation. Right. 
But uh, not until Revelations chapter 20 do we find that there's a thousand years that separate the two resurrections. Right. You see. And, uh, but I want to go back uh, over to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15 because, uh, you know, we, we see here that there is an order to the resurrection. God does not do anything in chaos. Right. Now the world will be in chaos. Mm -hmm. Isaiah uh, chapter 60 talks about darkness. I believe y'all talked about mm -hmm. this last week. Yeah. Darkness would cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's, it's taught, you know, if, if everything is dark, it's, it's talking, uh, it don't mean that the sun's not going to shine, right. or it, but it means that darkness, evil, evil, yeah, is and the the, the says the love of many shall wax cold, mm -hmm. and uh, you know they're constantly at one another, and uh, you know he said uh, darkness would cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Well, that's why you're seeing you know, all this. Uh, uh, you know, keeping us divided. Mm -hmm. The news media uh, are pushing it, you know, racism, mm -hmm. hate, hating one another, fighting one another, uh, backbiting one another. Uh, and while we see all this crazy stuff, you know, about transgenderism and all of that, I think y'all talked about that last week, uh, you know, uh, the, the Antichrist spirit, even though the Antichrist has not come yet, mm -hmm. and I'll show you why he can't come yet right. from the Word of God, but the spirit of Antichrist, the Bible says, is already at work in the children of disobedience. Right. So that spirit of Antichrist is already working mm -hmm. in the world. It's He's trying to work an agenda right. that is against Christ. Mm -hmm. Everything that uh, Christ came to redeem us from that spirit of Antichrist is working against that to keep us from receiving what he has for us. But, you know, that's why we have to have faith, in, not only in, in the fact that Jesus gave his life on the cross of Calvary, was buried, and on the third day he rose again triumphantly. Mm -hmm. Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15 said that he blotted out, mm -hmm. praise God, the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, contrary to us, right. and he nailed it to his cross. Mm -hmm. Praise God yep. forevermore. That's enough to make you shout yep. all next week. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said he triumphed over them, mm -hmm. talking about the demons and mm -hmm. the devil. He triumphed over them openly and made a show of them, mm -hmm. you see. And so we know that Christ, uh, it was first, uh, you know, predicted, foretold in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. He said, uh, because, of, you know, the devil uh, deceived Eve. Mm -hmm. And he said, because you've done this thing, mm -hmm. I'm going to put enmity between your seed mm -hmm. and the seed of the woman. Mm -hmm. He said, he... The seed of the woman, which is Christ, mm -hmm. if you study that out, you yeah. see, the seed of the woman that will bruise his, uh, bust his head, in other words. Mm -hmm. And he said, he will bruise your heel, talking about he would be crucified. Mm -hmm. But, see, that was the first promise of redemption. Mm -hmm. And the devil was a nervous wreck for 4,000 years trying to figure out <laughs> who he was going to be, mm -hmm. you know. And is this the Christ? I want. Is this the one? You know, they even, even the disciples at John the Baptist said, yeah. "Are are you the one, or should we look for somebody?" Else? Right. He said, "No, I'm not him." <clears throat> but he said, "There's one coming after me whose shoe latch I'm not worthy to unloose. Mm -hmm. He it is that shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire." Mm -hmm. Praise God. And so, then Jesus, I believe it was the very next day, came to where they yeah. were and. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin yeah. of the world. This, in other words, this is the one. This is the one. This yeah. is the one. And so 
the devil, you know, working through people, uh, they they said, you know, when they brought Jesus to before uh, the court of Pilate, you mm-hmm. know, and to try him, they said he's committed high treason. He's, uh, you know, saying that he is the son of God and he's blaspheming and, uh, you know, he deserves to be crucified. And they, you know, Pilate said, well, we, we don't have any law like that. They said, but our religion, you know, mm-hmm. that's the trouble with religion, mm-hmm. you know. And they, he, but it was a custom that on every Passover that he would, uh, you know, release a prisoner unto the people, mm-hmm. a prisoner of their choice. And he said, I've examined this man. I can't find any fault in him. Mm-hmm. They said, away with him. Crucify him. They said, well, I'm, I'll, uh, I can release a prisoner unto you. Uh, uh, Barabbas, who was a murderer, mm-hmm. you know, and there was Jesus. They said, give us Barabbas. Let Jesus' blood be on us and our children. Right. Well, that that was a bad decision. Yeah. Because uh, you know the blood has of the uh, you know the blood of their children have been on us, on them yeah. and their children from that day till now. Yeah. And uh, but the scripture, you know, said in John chapter uh, one verse fourteen uh, or verse eleven. He said, he came to his own, and his own received Received him him not. Mm -hmm. But to as many as did receive him, to them gave him the the power, gave them the power Mm -hmm. to become the sons of God. Right. So there was a a few that believed on him, and according to the scripture, uh, they, they were born again in the sense that they believed he was the true Messiah. Of course, they couldn't be born again until he was raised from the dead. But if you read the Bible, in the book of Matthew, it said after Christ's resurrection, not before, Mm -hmm. but after Christ's resurrection, many of the saints that slept rose also Mm -hmm. and walked the streets of Jerusalem. Can you imagine how some must (laughs) have felt? We just buried Uncle Fred last week. What's he doing walking around here? Yeah. You know. And uh, so I said, you know, the resurrection or the rapture, however you want to refer to it, uh, God is, is, is in an order. Mm-hmm. God never does nothing in chaos. Right. He always does it in order. And uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, it said, um, you know, I mentioned a while ago, it said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now mm-hmm. is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. In other words, as we said, there were people raised from the dead in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and even before in Jesus' day. But Christ was the first man mm-hmm. that died and was raised again to immortality, never to taste death again. Right. And then it said, for as uh, uh, he said, for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Mm -hmm. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But then notice what verse 23 says but every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. So uh, when Christ, if he was the first fruits from them that slept, the firstborn, I mean, resurrected man to immortality, mm-hmm. to live forever, never to taste death again, then it said many of the saints in Matthew that slept rose from the dead, they were resurrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I believe the next in order, according to the scripture, to be raised from the dead to immortality of life is the church, mm-hmm. the blood-bought church. And as we said, we read a while ago, if, if we happen to remain and be alive, First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, 
then, uh, you know, it said we ought to, we wouldn't hinder the dead in Christ. They would be raised first. Then we which are alive and remain be caught up together with them and uh, would meet the Lord in there and we'd be forever with the Lord. But uh, I, I was wanting us, I, I know our times are getting away <laughs> from us, but uh, this sure is good anyway. But uh, I wanted you to see uh, in First Thessalonians, uh, chapter 2 and uh, our second Thessalonians chapter 2 uh, they were some who were teaching in Paul's day that uh, the rapture or the catching away had already taken place the resurrection had already taken place and in the second chapter in the first verse he says now we beseech you brethren by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. That's, that's the rapture. Mm -hmm. okay. That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That's the Antichrist, mm -hmm. you see. And who's, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's the tribulation. And you, he said, remember not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And now, verse 6, he said, and now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. So there is something that is holding him back right. that is keeping the Antichrist, the man of sin, from coming on the scene. Mm -hmm. There's something that is holding him back. And he said, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth, in the margin of my Bible, it said that word letteth means hinder. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth or hinders will hinder until he is taken out of the way. Right. And then, mm -hmm. not before, that whatever that hindering restraint is must be taken out of the way. And then that wicked, which is the Antichrist, shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, that which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Now, what is it that hinders him? What is holding the man of sin back? The church. It's the blood-bought church. Mm -hmm. Now, I know people say, well, it's the Holy Spirit. Well, that, that is true, but it's the Holy Spirit in us. Right. And you see, some would back years ago in the early, uh, well, the 70s and into the 80s, was saying it would be the Holy Spirit that would be taken out. Mm -hmm. But according to God's word, the Holy Spirit will not be taken out. Right. Without us. Yeah. Because Jesus, in the 16th chapter of John, he said, if I go, he said, it's, uh, expedient mm -hmm. or necessary, necessary for you that I go away. Yeah. Because if I don't go away, the comforter mm -hmm. shall not come. Well, who's the comforter? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that word, if you look that up at me, he was saying to them, I'm going to, send, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send somebody to yeah. you just like me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so, and they said uh, that the comforter, when he comes, he will abide with you, uh, well, at least to the end of the month. No. Well, at least maybe the first of the year. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. He said, when he comes, he will abide with you forever. Yep. And so if the Holy Spirit is removed from this earth, we go with him because he said he'd yep. never leave us. He'd yep. be with us always. Well, it also even says, to the end of the age. you know, that there'll be many will be saved during the tribulation. Sure. Yeah. Well, the scripture says no man 
can come to the Father lest the Spirit draws them. Well, he can't draw them unless he's here. That's right. Now, I do see part of where they say, well, it's the Holy Spirit. Well, the, the only way I can get on board with that is it's the Holy Spirit in the church. Yeah. When we are lifted, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to be here. It doesn't change his power. Sure. But it changes his effectiveness. Yeah. Well, think about this. Uh you know, one of the redemptive names of God in the Old Testament, I believe it's in the book of Ezekiel, it said that he's everywhere present all the time. Mm-hmm. How, you know, the psalmist David said, "If I," he said, if I ascend into the mm-hmm. highest height, behold, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, mm-hmm. thou art there. If I take wings and fly to the uttermost parts of the earth, mm-hmm. behold, well, how are you going to get away from me? Yeah. He's everywhere present. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get away from right. him? Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So when we're caught up to be with Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit's in heaven, the Holy Spirit's on earth. Where, where can you go that he ain't? Right. Yeah. And people say, well, that person's running from God. Well, if they do, they're running right into him because he's already where he's they're a, yeah. going. Yeah. You see? Yep. And that's where I think, you know, with the church, it's us, the blood-bought church, our our prayers, our relationship with the Holy Spirit, with our Father, us studying, us preaching the gospel, allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us yeah. is what gives him the effectiveness that he has now. It, like I said, it don't change his power, but when the church is gone, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of questions the Holy Spirit will have to be the one to teach them. Yes. You know, so I believe, yeah, he'll still be here. Sure. But we are the hindering restraint. Yeah. Sometimes I think we've we've kind of done a poor job at it yeah. <laughs> in some situations. But yeah. Jesus, you know, when he was here on earth, he said, I'm the light of the world. Mm-hmm. But before he ascended to the Father, right. he said, now you yeah. are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. What What does, uh, well, and John chapter 1 said, in him was life, and that life was the light mm-hmm. of men. Mm-hmm. So when Christ comes into our heart, the that life is light in us. Mm-hmm. That's why when you, you know, Christians, you love Jesus. And I mean, I, if somebody be still for a little bit, I'm going to witness to them. I, I'm going to I'm going to talk to them about Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can talk about fishing and hunting and uh, you know going out on the lake for a boat ride and things like that, and that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. I believe God put these things here for us to right. enjoy. Just don't put them before Him. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I love to tell about Jesus and, mm-hmm. and what He's done for me. But it's that life of Jesus in us through the Holy Spirit, person of the Holy Spirit, because in the book of Romans, he said in chapter 8, verse 11, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Right. So when we get born again, that same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. Mm -hmm. And the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead will raise the church from the dead. Right. You know, yep. he will quicken or make alive our mortal bodies. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the Holy Spirit, like you said, will always be here during that time uh, because uh, the first three and a half years of the tribulation, mm-hmm. the 144,000 Jews mm-hmm. in Revelation chapter 7, the Bible tells that there are 12,000 sealed out of all the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. That's Jewish evangelists. Mm -hmm. They will preach the gospel during the first three and a half years of the tribulation. Mm -hmm. Then in Revelation 14, you see them before the throne of God. Mm -hmm. How did they get up there? Right. Rapture. Rapture. See, Mm -hmm. there's an order. Mm -hmm. Remember, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, Christ the first fruits, then every man in his own order. Mm -hmm. So the, they are resurrected. Mm-hmm. Then in the last half of the tribulation, when the wrath of God 
is beginning to be poured out upon the earth. And we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 a while ago that God has not appointed us under wrath, right. but to obtain salvation mm-hmm. through our or by our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So God will, as long as the blood-bought church is here on the earth, God will not pour out his wrath on the earth yet. Right. But the time is coming, mm-hmm. you see, when he will. And that's the last half of the tribulation. But even then, the two witnesses, mm-hmm. the, and people will argue about who the two witnesses are. Well, what difference does it make who they are? It's what they do that's mm-hmm. more important right. than who they are, mm-hmm. you know. And so they they will be working miracles, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, here on the earth during that time and messing up the devil's plans mm-hmm. every way he turned. And people think the Antichrist is going to take over the world. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. If you study the Word of God according to the book of Daniel, he only conquers ten kings, mm-hmm. ten nations, mm-hmm. ten kingdoms. Three of them three, rebel, yeah, rebel, and they fight against them and destroy them. The Bible don't say whether they're ever replaced or not. They could be, but the Bible don't say. But anyway, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're constantly messing up the Antichrist plan, Mm -hmm. you see. And so finally, uh, well, in Revelations 13, it said that power was given unto him to make war with the saints. Somebody said, well, see there, see there, there's there's Christians in in the the, the, the tribulation. Mm -hmm. It's not church Christian, Mm -hmm. not church age Christian. It's Mm -hmm. tribulation saints. Mm -hmm. Saints that had been born again during the time of tribulation. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... You know, uh, the the two witnesses, they'll be doing their work here. And uh, so finally, they, uh, they get, uh, the God gives them power over the two witnesses. Mm-hmm. And, and the Antichrist kills them. Mm-hmm. And they think, well, now we've won. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was a big celebration going on now. We've got rid of them two crazy preachers, you know, that mm-hmm. tormented us all this time. But it said on the last day of the trip, their dead bodies lies in the street for three days. Mm-hmm. And it'll be shown all over the world mm-hmm. by satellite. Mm-hmm. Our generation is the only one that has the technology mm-hmm. for that to happen. It couldn't happen before. Mm-hmm. But we have the technology now for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it said on the third day, the spirit of life entered into them. They stood up on their feet and they watched them go up into heaven. That Mm -hmm. is the first resurrection. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, the devil loses out every way he goes. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. But, uh, you know, Jesus comes when in Revelations uh, 19, verse 11 through 16, and I know our time's getting away from, but next week maybe we can talk about that, <clears throat> where he comes and destroys the Antichrist with the brightness of his coming mm-hmm. and with the sword of the Spirit that goes out of his mouth. Uh, and also in the book of Zechariah, chapter 12 talks about that. Uh, and so we'll, we'll study all of these scriptures, and uh, we can also if time permits and, uh, you know, relate Ezekiel 38 and 39 mm-hmm. talks about the uh, third world war yeah. that will occur, uh, you know, during that time. And, uh, but, uh, you know, that, that is not the, the battle of Armageddon. Right. Uh, because it's not fought in the same area, uh, you know, as the battle of Armageddon. Uh, it talks about that the, they will be destroyed on the mountains of Israel. But the battle of Armageddon is fought in the valley of Megiddo. Mm-hmm. And it talks about, you know, the blood running uh, bridle deep to a horse. Uh, you know, there's going to be a great multitude, of course, that will be destroyed because they have rebelled, uh, turned against God, mm-hmm. and they're following the Antichrist. And, uh, you know, they'll be destroyed. But... Uh, you know, thank God for the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. that cleanses us, that washes away our sin, and gives us that hope 
that Jesus is coming again to yeah. receive his own. Yeah, and talk about, uh, you know, the scripture that talks about when you see the fig tree bud. Yes. Uh, know that my coming is. Talk, yeah. talk about that a little bit. That's in the 24th chapter of the book of Matthew. He said, learn a parable of the fig tree. He said, when you see the fig tree budding and putting forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. Mm -hmm. And he said, likewise, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near. He's talking about his coming, even at the doors, mm -hmm. plural. And he said, verily I say unto you, this generation, what generation? The one that sees the fig tree budding. Which fig tree the is fig a type tree of is Israel. The natural symbol of Israel. Israel, right. The olive tree is the spiritual symbol. Right. In Luke's gospel, chapter 21, that same parable, verses 29 through 31, uh, he said, learn a parable of the fig tree. And he said, when you see the fig tree budding and all the trees. Mm -hmm. So if the fig tree represents Israel, then all the trees represent other nations. Mm -hmm. And so we, in, in our day, we are seeing nations that used to be declared third world nations, mm -hmm. and you never heard much right. said about them at all. Yeah. I mean, when I was growing up, I never heard of Syria, oh, yeah. Turkey, uh, you know, all of these yeah. uh, Arabian mm -hmm. countries, you know, uh, you you never heard them talked about in the news, but now these names uh, is being mentioned uh, in in scripture. Uh, you know that it talks about there in the thirty uh, eighth chapter of Ezekiel is being mentioned almost daily on the news. Right. You know, so that there will be other nations that will come to the forefront right. that's never been to the forefront right. before, and so. Uh, but he said that uh, when when you see the fig tree budding, he said, and putting forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. We believe that represents Israel. And he said, so likewise, in other words, in the same manner, when you shall see all of these things, what things? The things he said, mm -hmm. false Christ, false prophets, wars, rumors of wars, mm -hmm. famines, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. We, we, we live to see that mm -hmm. every day. And uh, he said, then he said, uh, he said uh, that know that it is near, what is? His coming. Mm -hmm. He's talking about coming to the earth yep. to store the Antichrist and set up his kingdom. He said, you know it's near even at the doors. Mm -hmm. Now, for years, I thought it just said door. Mm -hmm. And uh, one night I was reading that several years ago. And I got. I said, "Wait a minute, that says doors, plural." I said, "All right, Lord." I said, "Now you've messed me up. You got to help me out." But I don't believe I was actually, you know, preaching, un, you know, not to right. preach because in John ten he says, "I am the, the door, door, singular, mm -hmm. of the sheep." sheep. Mm -hmm. Because there is no other way. Up. He said, "If any man tries, I'm the door of the sheep." any man tries to come up any other way, he's the same as a thief and, and mm -hmm. a robber. So that that was right in that part. But I said, now, Lord, what does this mean? Doors, plural. means there's going to be several doors that have to be opened. Mm -hmm. And so what I felt like the Holy Spirit showed me was that there will be a succession of doors mm -hmm. or events mm -hmm. that will take place and then Jesus comes. Right. You see? Yeah. And, and that don't change what he's yep. saying. And that's the other thing people, I think, need to realize, and I think sometimes they don't, uh, Christians, I think they look at, well, all these signs are the coming of the Lord. So I think some Christians try to try to space out when he's coming so they've got a little more time to uh -huh. maybe do the things they want to do before they get right. <laughs> but what they have to understand is, all these things we're seeing shows us that his coming is near, yeah. which is his coming to establish his kingdom. Then or how much the earth. Closer. So how much closer 
is the rapture. Yeah. And that's what he said. He'll come in as a thief in the night. So if you're not ready and yeah. watching, I shared last week the parable of the ten virgins. Uh-huh. You know, and it said that they are all waiting on the bridegroom. Yeah. But they all slept and slumbered. Yeah. Well, we've all got a little lazy. Yeah. At times, with with being watchful and 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 vigilant about the gospel. Yeah. But it said that when the announcement come that the bridegroom is coming. Yeah. You know, it said that they all jumped to their feet and began to trim their lamps, which means they meant making sure everything's ready. But five had extra oil. They were prepared. Yeah. Then there was five that had to go get oil. And while they went to get the oil, the bridegroom came. Yeah. So that shows me that not everyone in the church is going to make the rapture unless they're ready. So if we know that the signs of the time for his coming to the earth are that close, how much closer it could be any time. And so I would say to anybody— that if you've had doubts about this or questions about this, you you need to open your eyes mm-hmm. and start looking at what's going on in the world around us. We're living in the season. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, we're not setting no days. No days or time. Because mm-hmm. we don't know the time, Mm-mm. but we know the seasons. Mm-hmm. You see? And that's what uh, Paul was telling them over there a while ago where we read. He said, you, you don't need for me to write you about these, you know, about the times or the seasons. He mm-hmm. said, I've already told you about these things. So we are, we are, he said he's coming for those who are looking for him. Right. And he's coming for those who love his appearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, you know, uh, if, if, uh, if we, in Luke 21, 36, you see, that's where I mentioned a while ago. He said, "Watch and pray." Mm-hmm. In other words, you got to be look. You got to know that something's going on. Mm-hmm. Everybody said in the last days, the Bible said there'd be mockers and scoffers mm-hmm. that would say, "Where's the promise of His coming?" Mm-hmm. We've heard this all of our life. Everything's still going on, just like all. No, it's not. No. Everything, my friend, is not going on. Just like always. Right. It's changing constantly every mm-hmm. day before our very eye. Mm-hmm. But he said, watch. Watch for what? Watch for my coming. Mm-hmm. Watch for my appearing. Yeah. That you may be counted worthy mm-hmm. to escape right. that hour. Yeah. And to stand before the Son of Man. Right. And everywhere in the Bible it talks about that hour to escape that hour, it's talking about escape the time of the tribulation. Yeah, yeah. It? And because uh, Jesus himself said that it's going to be so bad during that time that except those days be shortened, there'd be no flesh saved. Right. So it's going to be a terrible time. You don't want to miss the rapture of the church. Mm-mm. And I would advise you, if, if you're lukewarm and you're playing around out in the world, one foot in the church, and one foot out, and you better get things right with God. Right. And they, this is not a threat. I'm just trying to warn you. It's just fact. I love <laughs> it's you. truth. I don't want anybody to right. miss heaven. Yeah. I don't want anybody to go to hell. Yeah. And if you don't know Jesus, I would encourage you. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. The Apostle Paul said it this way in Romans chapter uh, 8, verses 8, 9, mm-hmm. and 10. He said, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, mm-hmm. even in thy heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith that we preach. Mm-hmm. So how are we saved? By word. Through faith. No. Mm-hmm. He said, for by grace mm-hmm. are you saved through faith. Right. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Right. So if good works won't get you to heaven, it takes faith in the gift of God's son mm-hmm. that he gave yeah. to redeem us from our sin. Yeah. And the only thing you can do about a gift is receive it. There's nothing yeah. you can do. You can't make yourself good enough to re- earn it or to merit it. Mm-hmm. We're saved by grace. That word grace means God's righteousness at Christ's expense. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Amen. I've always liked that. Yeah. And so 
I would encourage you, think about these things because Jesus is coming. I believe he's coming soon. I believe we are going to see in our lifetime the return of the Lord Jesus yep. Christ. And so you need to be watching. You need to be praying. And you parents with your children, you need to be teaching them. Yeah. You need to be setting the example before them because this is sure as the sun rises tomorrow. Jesus is coming. He said, I will come again. Mm -hmm. And if Jesus said, I will come again, you better mark it down. He's coming to receive his church so that where he is, there we may be also. But the question is, are you ready? Amen. Are Amen. Well, that's give y'all a little to think on. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, if you're at a place, I believe right now, if you're watching this and, you know, you either know, you know that you know. Yeah. And I believe if you're not ready, the Holy Spirit may be convicting you in your heart. You'll feel that uneasy feeling there. Uh, just just get on your knees wherever you are. You know, if you're in your car, pull off the side of the road and just say, Lord, I, I, I've, I've come, walked away from you. And, Lord, I, I want to get back right with you. He's a gracious heavenly Father, yeah. and he'll receive you back into the fold. But it's time once you get back in Sin, I like what that one one preacher said, sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you can ever afford to pay. Yeah. So you see, the things this world offers, yeah, to our flesh, they may seem fun. Mm -hmm. But this is not fun and games anymore. It's life and death. And we have to choose, like the apostles said, choose you this day whom you will serve. because. He is coming back, and I want to be ready, and I want you to be ready so that we can be in glory together with Jesus, the one who made it all possible for us, and we can be victorious, and we can rejoice, and then we can come back with our Savior when he establishes his kingdom here. You see, it's not about the present. It's about eternity. Yeah. This life is but a vapor. Yeah. What we're preaching and teaching and what we're prodding and trying to get you to understand is it's what you do now determines your eternity. Mm -hmm. So think about those things. Thank you for joining with us. We love you. We're praying for each and every one of you out there that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in all truth because that's what he said he would do. If you'll just ask him, he'll help. Until we see you again next week, God bless you. Have an amazing week, and we'll see you next Wednesday.